0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach, Evan Dunbaritone, and you are listening to episode 93. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo! Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you could be with me today. As always, I hope you enjoy the background music, if you hear it. (laughs) Um, It has been such a wonderful summer so far. I'm doing Sound of Music, enjoying that. Um, You know, there's a lot of rehearsals and texts and performances, and I don't always have as much time with my family as I want. But one of the things that we have enjoyed... Um, is we've got this little garden bed in front of our house. And my kids love to take out little shovels and play in the dirt or they water. They've got a little watering can. They dig around. They make a huge mess. And, of course, just to top it all off, they track mud all around our house (laughs) before we can remind them to take their shoes off. And I have many memories of working in a garden myself as a kid. And some of those memories were more pleasant than other memories. (laughs) We had a massive garden with tons of vegetables and a big raspberry patch as well. And of course, I loved in the fall when we harvested raspberries and our vegetables and we ate potatoes and corn and um, squash and all of these amazing foods organic from our garden. It was amazing. And you know what, we didn't have what we liked to call instalons, you know, an instalon like some of your neighbors might have had. I know we didn't have it. But we grew the grass in our lawn from seeds, which was really tricky because the plot of land where our house stood had previously been an alfalfa field. And it took years to kind of beat the alfalfa down into submission so that our lawn could grow right. And we also didn't have a sprinkler system, so we moved the hoses around. We had a push lawnmower that often broke down. And... With this huge lawn, there were lots of trees and hills, and it made it very hard to mow. It was my least favorite chore. And um, sometimes we had such a hard time keeping the grass watered without the watering system, that part of the grass would turn brown. And I remember mowing it and thinking that I couldn't even see the lines where I was mowing. Like there was just no point. (laughs) It drove me crazy. Um, And also, we lived on top of a hill with nothing surrounding us in a very windy area and so my parents decided to plant a whole row of trees to act as a wind barrier but our hoses weren't long enough to reach the trees so we had to water the trees Um, we would fill up buckets and then have to carry out these buckets and I was just a little kid carrying out buckets to water the trees it was a lot of hard work but we did it, and now my parents enjoy the fruits of their labors with this really beautiful yard. They still don't have a sprinkler system, um, but they do at least have a riding lawnmower. And my dad just had knee surgery, and so I'm really grateful for that, especially as my mom is trying to keep up the lawn, and they're just such troopers. Just They've been such hard workers their whole life. And I know as I complain here about having this big, beautiful lawn and a garden and all of these things, I was so privileged to live in a place where we could afford to have that space around us. We had so much space that wasn't like all of our property, but we had the cedar forest down down below us that went for miles and we could go and play down in here and there were little caves and rocks and... We had a Ford, we rode our bikes around and hiked and I really had a magical childhood for those reasons. But I found plenty of excuses to complain growing up. (laughs) Anyway, my mom had a rule during the summer that each of the seven children in my family that we had to weed for an hour a day in the garden. And the idea you know, kind of the joke was if you get up early, then you beat the sun. So you can do it anytime you want to in the day. But if you want to be really miserable, or if you want to miss out on other fun things that are going on, then just wait. And then you can can make yourself really suffer. Or you can get up early when it's a little cooler and go out and do your hour of weeding. (laughs) We also spent time picking the raspberries during that season. And I remember visiting with my mom, visiting with my siblings. I remember singing songs together. I'm sure that there were many tears, so many whining kids, but my mom persisted. And I'm grateful for that experience. Um, Today, Besides speaking about the life lessons I learned from working hard in the garden, I want to talk a little bit more about gardens and share a few thoughts, kind of some metaphors of things that I love to think about, lessons I've learned from gardening. First of all, I'd like to share a poem that I wrote. It was near the beginning of my own mindfulness journey, And I was working to love myself. I was kind of actually, really, I was struggling to love myself. I was trying to learn how to embrace my own power in my life and understand my self-worth. I thought that my value was tied to what I achieved. If I was good at things and didn't make mistakes, then I was valuable. And if I was struggling or if I didn't live up to my values, then I was worthless. And as I pondered those things and worked on my mindfulness, this poem kind of popped into my head, and I wrote it down one day, and it's just been um, kind of a, a thing for me to come back to and remember, and it's fun to see how much I've grown as I've worked on this mindfulness journey. So the poem is called Budding, and I'll read that to you now. A single seed, it is tiny, ugly, brimming with potential. Add soil, water, sunshine, and it begins to grow. Now it is visible above the earth. It is bigger than it was, but it will get bigger, brimming with potential. It isn't easy. The sun dries, the wind blows, the weeds choke, and the seed grows. It grows and grows. It is bigger now, but not better, still brimming with potential. It continues to struggle and strive. Petals emerge and then fruit. It did it. Its potential fulfilled. Or is it? From the fruit comes a single seed. It falls into the soil, tiny, ugly brimming with potential, and perfect. I don't really know a lot about poetry, (laughs) and I'm sure there are many shortcomings to my little poem, but I love it so much. It's such an honest representation of what I wanted to feel about myself and what I have grown to embrace about myself. I really do love to celebrate my own perfection. And that sounds like such a conceited thing to say. But what I mean is I love to celebrate that I am perfectly made. Exactly how my body was supposed to be, how my life inside my body, my mind is exactly how it's supposed to be. My life is exactly as it's supposed to be. I love to celebrate the choices that I've made for myself that have brought me to where I am. Even the choices that I could view as mistakes, all of them were part of my journey, my journey of learning and progressing. The other thing that I love is the idea of growing and potential from that poem. I know that potential the word potential this idea of reaching potential it can be a, not a, it can be a toxic idea if it's not understood properly we can apply pressure to ourselves to try and live up to a certain ideal either placed on us by society like our parents or coaches or something or even pressure that we have placed on ourselves and it is the same Um, type of reason why productivity can become a toxic thing for people. I need to be doing something growing, changing, getting better every second of the day. I have to live up to some pretend standard or else I'm not worthy of anything. You know, but I do, I do actually love pushing myself and seeing what can what I can achieve. So is that toxic or is there some sort of balance? Well, I heard another gardening metaphor on the radio this week that hopefully will help to clear this up for us. And someone was talking about a lesson they learned while gardening and it was the idea that as some plants grow, they don't all expect to grow in the same ways. One plant species is able to achieve greatness by growing very tall, another by growing deep roots. One grows fruits or vegetables and another grows flowers or some none at all. Some are just leaves. Some have to struggle more than others. Some live longer lives. Some are medicinal. There are so many different types of plants, and they all grow in different ways. And the lesson being that there is no way to try to achieve some kind of pretend level of greatness. Oh, well, that plant didn't grow tall like that other one, so it's worthless. <laughs> and you know what? No one is following you around with a clipboard, making sure that you're always reaching your potential or that you're being productive every minute of every day. It doesn't happen. And I hope you're not following yourself around with a clipboard either. <laughs> so I look at growth as a way for me to feel excited and alive while I'm here on, my, on earth, to push myself. Um, I try to be excited by my dreams and the ways that I challenge myself. I want to be excited by life. But the things that excite me will be different than the things that excite you. We don't all need to try to measure up or... Um, be the same or do the same type of thing in order to be valuable or worthy. We all have a different level of desire to achieve or to not achieve. And that's a beautiful thing about this life. Anyway, this is another kind of short episode this week, but I wanted to share these gardening thoughts with you. I hope that no matter where you are in your life, that you are finding some way to grow And it'll look so unique and individual to you. And I love that. I hope that you are loving yourself along your journey, that you are noticing how perfect you are, just like that seed brimming with potential. And that as you bud, as you grow, you don't get better. You're already perfect. You're just in a different stage of your life. You've learned new things, and that's so exciting. You truly are perfectly made. You're exactly the way you're supposed to be. Anything that you want to change in your life will not increase your value. I hope that you believe that or that you can work to believe that. If you want to grow and progress, it's for you. Do it for you, not to meet someone else's expectations I hope you're having an amazing week now is the time to go out and take the stage my friends in Boca Lupo thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera podcast we love hearing from you so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review it helps us to continue delivering quality material